Some say it's a constructive time for alternative investment products. Non-correlated assets are becoming more mainstream. Access to hedge fund-like objectives within mainstream products continues to attract the attention of investors and advisors alike. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking about alternative portfolio structures. Chris Shaw, head of alternatives at DSD Systems, moderated the live program that took place on October 25th. Panelists include John Alshevsky, Senior Vice President and Managing Director at SCI, and Zach Clare, Executive Vice President of Fund Management at FS Investments. Let's begin with Chris, who will tell us a little bit about the high-level trends we're seeing in the alternative products space. I thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the, the trends we're seeing um, in this space and what's kind of driving the growth in this space. I I think there was an article today picked up by Ignite talking about the interval fund structures and some of the growth opportunities that are being seen there, and I, and I think it really hits dead on with what we're going to be speaking to today. Um, really, over the last couple of years, you've seen this desire to get some non-correlated assets. You've seen desire, um, honestly, leading up to what we thought might be a DOL impact in the industry, and we are seeing the move to advisor-allocated portfolios. Um, having allocations in some non-correlated assets around a core of, you know, potentially passive investments. Um, and then, quite honestly, recept- <laughs> uh, broker-dealer receptivity to offering these products on their platforms um, and being able to thus raise capital um, more easily. We're seeing all of those basically drive um, new product launches and capital raises in this space. Um, some Statistics, uh, Casina, DST, uh, Casina over the last year and a half have done a couple of white papers around some of these products and did some surveys of uh, what, what advisors were seeing. And as you see, uh, 10, from 10 to 14% of client portfolios will be within this retail or alternative structure or investment objectives. Um, but basically, as I said earlier, trying to you know, provide some downside risk or yield some income above current um, rates. Um, that shift would obviously um, result in a, a significant amount of money moving into this. You see various uh, dollar figures thrown out, but all of them indicate a significant amount of growth over the next few years into these products. And then lastly, evolving investor demand. I mean, these are becoming more mainstream, more accepted. Uh, the desire to get a hedge fund-like investment objective in a mainstream product, uh, to what Zach had just mentioned, has definitely since probably in the last 10 years uh, been uh, growing in the in the market. Um, and then obviously the diversification that I just spoke of, and 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 honestly the fact that it is becoming more mainstream and more accepted, especially from the larger broker dealers and the distributor platforms that allow you to, to raise capital. Um, and then I mentioned earlier the convergence. What we are seeing a lot of alternative asset managers moving down market to try to offer their investment objectives to this. You know, I would say, um, you know, it is a it is a more complex product than a 40 act mutual fund, but 
Um, obviously, can make it more available than their legacy hedge funds. So those managers extending their reach down market is opening up, obviously, new product manufacturers and and thus expanding this uh, retail alternative space. You're back with Allison Lovett, your host, and we'll pick it up now where Zach talks about why investors and financial advisors look at alternatives and where we are in the market cycle. From my perspective, there are two main reasons why uh, investors and and their financial advisors uh, look at alternatives. The first is around performance. And that performance can be uh, split into two when you're talking about return or performance. Uh, Some is capital appreciation. Some specifically look for income uh, as well. But both of those, that's a performance-driven why. And the second is diversification uh, to mitigate risk. And if you look at where we are, and I'm going to come back to these studies uh, throughout my slides, where we are in uh, the market cycle and expectations going forward, uh, what has worked in the past is not going to work in the future. So if you look at the 60-40 portfolio, the probability of earning 5% in real returns uh, over the next 10 years is zero. So the chance that you're going to earn 5% over the next 10 years in a 60-40 portfolio is zero. Um, now, I've rounded that down. The actual probability is 0.2%. Um, but that's a scary prospect for a population and demographic which is uh, retiring at greater numbers than ever before um, and is living longer uh, than ever before. The second piece, given where uh, we see the markets are, uh, both in terms of the equity market and uh, the fixed income market, is is this idea of correlation and that you're not really seeing a diversification between fixed income and equities uh, in the markets. The correlation uh, between the S&P uh, and the 60-40 portfolio is almost one, almost a perfect correlation. So what, what are you getting for that uh, fixed income uh, exposure if you're so highly correlated to equities going forward? Looking at uh, where we've been, the punchline here, and especially when it comes to the fixed income world, is that uh, past performance really is not indicative of future results. Right? Uh, we have been in a 30-plus year bull market uh, in fixed income where uh, investors could depend on uh, that portion of return. And you can see in the 1980s what you could get from your fixed income portfolio. We, w- we would die for those returns today in equities, uh, and you were getting that uh, in fixed income. And so there needs to be an alternative approach to generating return, uh, and that's, we think, the key reason why uh, advisors and investors are uh, incorporating alternatives into their portfolios and why more and more will continue to do so uh, in the years ahead. Risk is also increasing considerably, and so there's, there's this idea of duration, um, and when you think about the risk-free asset uh, in the country being the, the 10-year treasury, that certainly doesn't feel... Uh, riskless to me uh, when you look at the duration uh, and the the fact that a 1% increase in rates will result in a 6% decline uh, in value. Uh, And so fixed income uh, coming out of that 30-year bull market, uh, there's going to be a lot of pain there. Now, we're certainly not, um, at FS at least, uh, projecting a significant increase uh, to interest rates going uh, forward quickly. Uh, We think it'll sort of be lower for longer and a gradual uh, interest rate increase, but even very small changes to interest rates can inflict significant pain uh, on portfolios, and it's something that investors need to be mindful of who have traditionally relied on um, you know, long-duration fixed-income assets. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. 
Nixa is a trade association in support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.